Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Real time crime. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, social sleuths, and welcome to 2022. A whole new year for crime. And the only resolutions we have today will be for court cases from last year. So, new year, old crime. <laughs> but we will get to new crime soon. You guys. Today, we're going to be discussing the much-anticipated rulings for three high-profile cases, Ghislaine Maxwell, Elizabeth Holmes, and Kim Potter, as well as a change in sentencing for a truck driver who was given 110 years in prison. And lastly, some new possibilities in the John Benet Ramsey case, which we never thought we'd see the day. And also, my favorite case of the day is who stole Teddy's iPhone in Aspen, Guys, welcome back to Real Time Crime. I'm Leah Lamar and I'm with my wonderful co-host. Teddy Mellencamp. And sometimes Dimitri. <laughs> Hi, sometimes. It's good to Hi, see sometimes. you guys. Uh, nice to see you too. Can we just start with Fanny Packgate? Because I'm really, mm-hmm. we really need to dig into this crime. Okay. I'm so upset about it. So Is the crime that you were wearing a fanny pack? Is that what you oh. mean? It was a very, <laughs> it was very on trend fanny pack. <laughs> It was incredible. Anyway, it was very expensive. (laughs) Anyhow, so obnoxious, but it was very cute. I was very excited. I went to a place with only humans that I personally know, private area. We were all tested just to give everybody, you know, that's going to come at me for this. Mm. We do karaoke. We're all having fun. I am seen with the fanny pack on my body (laughs) the entire night up to 1227 p.m. I departed at 1247. We know this because my husband has a phone call into me telling me it's time for us to go. So we go, we walk from where we were in Aspen to our hotel, which is not that far. We may have, you know, done some husband and wife type things. And then I fall asleep and then I wake up the next morning and the fanny pack is gone. It's nowhere to be found. There is no fanny pack. There is no phone. There's no nothing. And then here's the final piece of the case that really makes it a lot is that I had the phone at 100% charge when I went out. I barely used the phone, which would probably take up, what, 10% charge. The phone was off in the morning, off. So there's a couple of things we thought were going to happen. One, I left it in the restroom like maybe went to a last potty break, but that didn't happen because then I talked to the owner, went to the place, looked through everything, not there. Two is that it would have fallen into the snow on my walk home 
but I re I redid my steps the next morning, not there. However, maybe the people that come and drag the snow pushed it in and then that's why it killed the phone and it was off. What do you guys think? I think a couple of things. Yeah. Karaoke in a fanny pack. Was this 1985? Or... <laughs> so, so is there a time travel machine in Aspen? <laughs> <laughs> and also husband and wife type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean you guys, what, argued about picking up after yourselves? Or was it a sex <laughs> It was going to make the bed. <laughs> no, I didn't nag him about who was picking the kids up from school. I mean, you know, something that takes around two to three minutes. <laughs> you <figure it> out. <laughs> so, so you gave him a neck massage. So, yeah, correct. <laughs> so I gave him a neck massage, but then I, I, I was too booked up to plug in the phone and do all those things. I have a philosophy. Yes. Teddy and Ted. It's Ed. <laughs> I just feel like together it's Ted. Okay, fine. To the Ted. Ted. <laughs> For Ted. Okay. Team Ted got drunk. Yeah. In between coming home from karaoke and getting home from karaoke, thought the fanny pack was still on. But fanny pack had slipped off. How? It was And the tight. phone died. Yeah, but when you're drunk, everything's tight. Like, everything's tight, you know? Like, I. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the lengths that I went, I even called the police department to report it missing. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here. Is it possible? Like, wait, what did they say? <laughs> Is there any video footage of you I, I walking asked, back? I called <laughs> the stores nearby. <laughs> Like the amount to see if anything walked. I went to the front desk of the hotel I was staying to see see my entering, like the levels I went to to find this. Because not only was my phone in there, but my phone is also my wallet. So it had my Vax card, all my credit cards, my license to get home, all the things. And do, are there any credit card charges? None. It's probably somewhere in your hotel. <laughs> We looked. Are you, wait, I, are you sure you're not wearing it? Did you look down? No, it's not on right now. And I bribed my kids. I said that I'd each pay them $100 each if they could find the fanny pack. Hilarious. No is one it found possible? it. I would have loved to have heard the police when you called the report, you're missing fanny pack. But is it possible that your husband doesn't like the fanny pack, thought you had taken your stuff out of it and like threw it out? Absolutely not, because the what he had to go through during the hours in which I had zero phone and now I have Cruz's baby little phone here um, is not worth it to him. He would have just had to hand it over. OK, so did you see footage of yourself at the hotel walking in with the fanny pack? No, they were like, we can't, <laughs> we're not pulling this up. I was like, I was like, I was I walked by the outside to go to and they're like, we okay, haven't found a fanny pack, ma'am. Judge you. Leah rules this uh, fanny pack left in the snow in the mean streets of Aspen. <laughs> Go back in the summertime, just as the snow's melting, and there it'll be. Well, <laughs> the other crime is that why would Apple or whoever it is take this long to send me a new one? I'm now like eight days out. Another girlfriend of mine just ordered her phone, and she was like, oh, that's so weird. I didn't get it yet. This was yesterday. And then she checked the tracking and it was delivered five days ago and signed for by someone who doesn't live at her house. So you <sighs> got to be careful when the package arrives, by the way. You should be tracking it. Speaking of <laughs> packages arriving. <laughs> this more husband-wife stuff? No. Speaking of packages arriving, the Petito parents have filed oh a petition. Wait, I'm so sorry, Teddy. So we got to talk about your crime, but we didn't get to talk oh, about yeah, my sorry. crime. I'm sorry. I no, just no, no. found such a good transition that I like <laughs> didn't want to miss out on the opportunity. Speaking of, you know, I'll let you use this exact same segue in a second. Okay, great. But I'll just say one line. Speaking of packages arriving, Leah might be dating someone. <gasps> <gasps> it's a crime that you haven't told us. I realize that I don't have my regular phone number, but. I know. I just wanted you guys to have authentic reactions when I told you. Also, I'm really upset that both of you gasped and that was <laughs> Hold on, but I need to know something. This is very important. 
Does he have a headshot? No. What? He hates Instagram. No, I I didn't say, does he have Instagram? (laughs) I said, does he have a headshot? No, no. He's not an in front of the camera personality. So he's behind the camera. So he works in entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm a true investigator. Yeah. I'm more concerned that your segue to this was, uh, don't you want to hear about my crime? <laughs> <laughs> Leah's not the segue person. It's me. That's my job here. He gets to sing the crime song at the end. Yeah. I get to do. <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, do, do you think segue. we should move on to real crimes? Or? Fine, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. Now you Sorry, can use guys. the same we segue again. Each other. We, had, we had like a week off and we needed to catch up on all the things. You better send me his picture. Oh, you know off. I'm texting you immediately after this. You text me on the new number. Okay. Yeah, um, Dimitri feels left out. That's fine. No, no. Send it to me too. Oh, Dimitri, do you have... <laughs> I'll send feel, it in the group I, chat. Yeah. All right. Can we get into Brian Lowndes? Please. Because we thought we were done with him, but I'm re-interested. All right. Tell us what you got, Teddy. Okay, so Brian Laundrie's parents want the FBI to hand over his notebook. And his parents have asked the FBI to hand it over. They found that was found near the skeletal remains, the attorney says. It had been hoped that the notebook, which was submerged underwater for weeks in a dry bag, may yield clues about the death of Laundrie's girlfriend, Gabby Petito. Steve, our favorite lawyer, Mm. told the independent that Chris and Roberta are trying to recover the notebook as part of a formal proceeding to administer their late son's estate. Okay, so here's my problem with this. (laughs) One, this is still an ongoing investigation. Two, where's the van? What's the update? The last I heard that that is at the FBI. That's part of it. And also, before they get that notebook, the Petitos should at least be able to get Gabby's belongings back, which they have not been able to get from the laundries. So I just think it's so odd that the only thing that can help them carry out the proceedings and, and finish their son's estate is this notebook. Yeah, what does he have in there? There's a part of me that's there like, um, can you guys just not get to the final page? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you read from the front, but if you don't finish, we'll take it back. You know, I I just, there's obviously. They're not in a position to be asking the FBI for anything. Oh, the FBI asked them for stuff. They sat on their hands. Well, we think they sat on their hands. Well, the hand that they were feeding into the garden. Correct. Where where Ryan's still hiding. (laughs) Allegedly. But honestly, what what are they trying to figure out his the things he owns? What what his last will and testament? I don't I don't get it. I I, I think it's a control thing. And I think that there was maybe something in there and they want to make sure that there was. It's like it's like the clock is always ticking. Well, what about how this hasn't even been formally connected? What about the Gabby's death hasn't even been formally connected to Brian yet? You know, I think that this is one of those cases, much like the OJ case, where no one will ever think that it was not Brian. Like, Correct. everyone will always think it's OJ, whether or not he's publicly guilty. And of course, he did lose the civil suit, but publicly, he's right. free. So I have a feeling it's the same thing. I think him committing suicide made it easier for people to not be able to connect the two because there was no questioning. But I mean, I still think he killed the other two women as well. Allegedly. Allegedly. I fall into that too, because there was over the break, there was a couple of reports. There was one that they had played pool together. The girls. What? We missed this. I was too busy losing my phone. And I was too busy kind of dating. Dating. That's going to take up some time. You got some <laughs> got some stuff to catch up on. I understand. Packages were delivered, Dimitri. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. There was, a, there was a report that they had perhaps played pool with those two girls in that bar. And so in my mind, I was like, okay, so that maybe they got in a fight. Then he did something to them or something like that. And Gabby got upset and was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. And then this thing's just unraveled. You know, when you commit a crime, then someone else knows. And, 
I don't, I don't know. I've never committed a crime. Uh, you lost your fanny pack. <laughs> you wore a fanny pack. Yeah, I think that you are the crimer. <laughs> the crimer? I can't. It's amazing what a week and a half does to us. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We've all we've gone a little wild since we've been gone. All right, but I've clearly gained brain cells since then, so but in brag. other exciting news, <laughs> why yeah. don't you tell us about Ghislaine? Ooh, convicted, baby, of federal sex trafficking charges for role in Jeffrey Epstein's abuses. Let me just say, I did not think I'd see the day that this title would be real. I know. It's 100% thought that she would get out of this somehow. Anyone else? Well, I, I, the fact that she didn't, give any names in order to get a uh, lighter sentence was slightly surprising to me, but then also not because she's one. Well, not yet. I don't think she's I, going to. Well, I don't I think really she, think she doesn't want to get accidentally murdered. I, <laughs> I think that she would like for the security guards near her to not be conveniently napping. So I think that she's probably maybe that's the only reason she hasn't talked yet. But in good news for her, her lawyer confirmed she could get the COVID booster before going in back into oh, the. How nice. <laughs> OK, so here's what happened. OK. British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell, you already know how obsessed we've been with this case and surprisingly how little media attention and coverage there has been around it. She was finally convicted Wednesday of five federal sex trafficking charges after a jury concluded that she did play a pivotal part in recruiting and grooming teenage girls to be sexually abused by her close confidant, the wealthy financer Jeffrey Epstein. She was found guilty of five of the six federal counts she was charged with and faces up to 65 years in prison. So this is why I think that she hasn't spoken yet. The judge has not yet set a sentencing date. So I think that there's still time for some sort of deal. But OK, that's just speculation on my end. I say anyway, give her a few names. Uh, every name she gives, take her like two years off. I mean, she'd have she'd she'd be negative years in jail then. <laughs> the list is Sadly. so long. I don't think she's going to give up names. I think that she prides herself on having these high end relationships with people. And I think she will. She'd rather 
but die in jail then i don't know because it's not like that will do anything for her if she rots in jail i mean she, the list is so long it's gonna go far i mean she's gonna pull out like a cvs receipt it's gonna be like <laughs> wow sir isaac newton it's like what these people existed at the same time period he was on the island <laughs> but while she was in jail her husband dumped her oh wait okay or a yoga teacher I, I I love, by the way, love, love, love that they felt the need to let us know by a yoga teacher. Yeah. Because it's like adding insult to injury. It's like, yo, it's by someone who's super flexible. So, you know, we, <laughs> f you know, it's like, OK, we got it. Whoa, <laughs> Can you just say father? I mean, not father. I said fucking. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to have to get used a, to. This is a child yeah. show. I mean, what is it a child show? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> obviously not yeah. Yeah. this couldn't be less appropriate oh less appropriate than than her crimes she was convicted of conspiracy to entice a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts conspiracy to transport a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity transporting a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sexual activity conspiracy to commit sex trafficking of minors and sex trafficking of minors she was not found guilty <laughs> getting over COVID, thank you, of enticing a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts. I don't know how. That's odd. Um, so I guess they wanted to go willingly, which carried a five-year sentence. So she would have been in prison for 70 years. <sighs> and as the verdict was read, apparently she didn't even look behind her. And she just poured herself a cup of water and drank it and kind of talked with one of her attorneys. And, you know, like you said, she asked if she could get the COVID-19 booster. She only looked back at her siblings who sat in the front row before she was led away. And one of the victims, Virginia, she did not step forward. Um, she, wasn't she wasn't named in the case, but she did step forward early on. And I think that she was stated saying that she will remember this day always and finally there was some sort of justice about all the young women who suffered at her hands and whose lives she destroyed so they know that maxwell did not act alone they're hoping that others will be held accountable and i guess we will just see how this plays out but this was a really long road and i mean i just <sighs> I don't know how this is going to play out. It makes me nervous, honestly. And do you guys think that she, so her secret husband, the one that it didn't emerge until court papers in 2020 that they were married, do you think she gave him all that money? Because remember, he tried to free her with a $28.5 million bail package. Very casual amount of money. That's, <laughs> yeah. You know what? If if my secret husband doesn't have it like that, I'm not going to marry him in secret. Um, I, I love this 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 quote, though. It Which says um, she has been behind bars for five hundred and forty nine days now. It has put a terrible strain on the marriage. The insight you think. What about the charges? Yeah. What about try sixty five years in jail? Would that put <laughs> some strain on their marriage? <laughs> Oh, that's that's why you think she's got to she's got to cough something up. I mean, well, I'm not satisfied. Like, I'm satisfied that that she's been found guilty. But to me, that's the first step. If this doesn't go further down and more people that committed these crimes, you know, come to come to light, then it's it's not a success. But also I, agree, I feel but, like sorry, I just feel ahead. like they're letting us know what's important to her secret husband because they identified she'd been behind bars for 549 days and it put a terrible strain on the marriage. It's like he's just drawing little lines on a board, <laughs> counting every <laughs> single day she's not there. And then they made it clear that he's now with a yoga instructor. It's like, we get it. We get what's important in the relationship. But like, Conjugal what, do visits. You, do he was stressed. Someone said try yoga and he did. And apparently he liked it. Do you think that her husband should be guilty by association? That's the thing is that we don't know how much he knew or did not know. Did she hide all of her secrets from him? Why did he wait to break off the marriage? Did he want to see if she could get off? Because if she could, then they would continue their marriage happily or whatever. Did he actually have no idea? And once he found out she was this monster, he didn't want to be with her. Um, we don't know. 
but we will stay tuned and we'll keep you guys updated as we find out additional information. Well, if Teddy, what's up- your take? Do you feel like he's guilty by association? Do you feel I- like he knew? I feel like if he ended up with her, remember she was like giving those Ted talks and that's where they met when she was working with that big company and he ended up leaving his wife for her allegedly. And I think my guess is he probably had an idea that things weren't on the up and up, but he had no idea the magnitude of how bad Mm. things were because remember Jeffrey Epstein had already gotten in trouble. But what I've also learned is Ghislaine appears to be a quite a good liar and quite a good manipulator. So I, maybe it wasn't until things got real with her going to jail and everything that he started realizing, wow, potentially married a monster. Okay. You know what? That kind of feels that kind of checks out because it feels a little bit like succession, the relationship between Shiv and Tom. I, I haven't seen it, so Ugh. I can nod and pretend if you'd like. Thanks. Sometimes Dimitri? Yes, I'm familiar. And yes. <laughs> I like to think he's not as big a moron as Tom, but who knows? <laughs> You you just don't know. Some people are, you know. Anyway, all right. Um, Teddy, we're waiting for an amazing segue. Well, (laughs) in that sentence, another sentence was changed. Oh, my God. She does it again. Truck driver sentence reduced from 110 years to 10 by Colorado (laughs) governor in fatal crash. Colorado governor Jared Polis on Thursday commuted the let me try that again. You got it. You got this. Col- <laughs> the segue is beautiful. It's after that. But- I know. It's the reading part. Um, Colorado <laughs> Governor Jared Polis on Thursday commuted the prison term of a truck driver who was sentenced to 110 years after a fatal accident in 2019, reducing the sentence to 10 years. I know we talked about this last episode, but uh, Rogel Aguilera Medeiros killed four people on April 25th, 2019, after he said his brake failed on the downhill grade on Interstate Interstate 70 eastbound outside Denver. Prosecutor argued that he acted recklessly and made a series of poor decisions before the wreck. Polis reduced his sentence by 100 years, saying in a letter Thursday that the life sentence was inappropriate for a tragic but unintentional act. While you are not blameless, your sentence is disproportionate compared with many other inmates in our criminal justice system who committed intentional premeditated or violent crimes. I really never thought I'd see the day. I I mean, a lot of people spoke out on this, and I think that that is what helps when people are speaking out when I mean, all those truck drivers coming forward saying they weren't even going to take that route. Um, one of the main questions is, do you guys think it should be less than 10 years or do you think 10 years is fair, reasonable? I think four people were killed, 28 car crash, and he was speeding. So I don't know if it was a downhill speed situation, but he was speeding. I think he was going 85 or something, which apparently truck drivers are only allowed to go 45 on the, um, yeah, in that area. And there's a part of me that thinks he was a little reckless. Um, we don't know why he was speeding like that. He was reckless. And, it, and while I think it's clear from watching the videos, his heart is in pain and he really did not mean to commit these murders right it's like it still happened it's hard because it's clear he's not a murderer you know he didn't like plot people's murders but something and like, but um but it did happen but it did happen and it was a massive tragedy for people's lives were taken it appears the family there is at least one family that agrees that the sentence should have been shorter i think that he can still live a full life. He's only 26 years old. Yeah. He'll be 36 when he gets out. They'll probably even lessen the sentence more, let's be I honest. Agree. And he's still going to be able to raise his child. You know, like he has the opportunity to continue living where the people in the accident that died are not. So I think 
it, it may, if for good behavior, if he goes in, I imagine he'll be out in less than 10 years. And that's a heck of a lot better than 110. I 100% agree. And that's that. But are we going to agree on Kim Potter? Guilty of manslaughter. <laughs> but you should yeah. probably tell everybody about this. Update. Yeah. So Kim Potter was found guilty of manslaughter and Dante Wright's death. And everyone was waiting on this trial. This was another big trial that everyone was waiting for the resolution on. So in case you don't know about the case, a suburban Minneapolis police officer, a.k.a. Kim Potter, said she was confused by which side her handgun was on. So she confused her handgun for her taser, although her handgun was already in her hand at the time it happened. Um, and she was finally convicted of manslaughter Thursday. And I, I mean, essentially what happened is it was a, a traffic stop. There was an altercation. Um, and now she faces about seven years in prison under the state's sentencing guidelines. And prosecutors are saying that they are going to seek a longer term. She's being held without bail. And the pending sentence is going to happen on February 18th. She'd been free on a $100,000 bond posted like in April and when she was charged. And she was three. She was free three days after she killed him and a day after she quit the police force. So as I'm looking at the story, by the way, I'm remembering what it felt like to be present when this was happening in real time. And I remember how heartbreaking it was because before there were all the facts, everyone was talking about, you know, how could you as a longtime officer forget which side your taser is on and which side your gun is on? You're trained for so long to know the weight of each, which side each is on. So you don't make fatal mistakes like this. And I remember waiting to find out and hear that she actually was holding her gun and it was pointed at him. So for her to say that she, oh my God, I, I can't believe I mistook my gun for my taser. It's like, you don't shoot a taser. Well, she was yelling taser, taser. Yeah. But I mean, even her testimony and where she kind of breaks down all of it, I, I was looking for a tear to drop. Yeah, she doesn't want to go to jail. But she even said in the moment, I'm going to go to jail. Right. She knew she was going to go to jail. I mean, I Googled, I Googled, I Googled what a taser looks like, what some tasers look like versus guns. I'll I mean, I've never, I don't have a taser. I don't have a gun. I don't know. And I mean, some tasers are in the same shape as a gun. However, if this is your job and you're, per I could decipher the difference in a picture. So if this is your job and something you've been trained to do, unless you are so beyond deathly frightened, I just don't know how you could make that mistake. And there was no reason to be frightened in this Right, because he was just trying to get away. He wasn't was trying no to hurt her. Threat. Right. right. And then she tried to say that the other police officer looked afraid. I was like, no, he didn't. Let me ask you guys this. Is it a matter of she just got she got confused and shot and heated in the moment is that the thing or did she shoot him and then realize later oh i gotta come up with an excuse and came up with a taser excuse feels like it happened so fast and she didn't mean to shoot the gun like she she meant to shoot it obviously i don't think she meant to kill him but then the second she realized she killed him she's like oh no it's my taser I, I meant I thought it was a taser. Yeah, I don't know. Because also you don't shoot a taser. You don't. Don't you. Well, no, there's I looked this up. So there's ones. some tasers that are like this, like a like this with like two little things. Mm -hmm. And then there's some tasers that look like a gun. Yeah. But then do you shoot it and it has range to hit someone? Yeah. I remember in the yeah. hangover when uh, what's his name shot him <laughs> and it came out on like a cord and it stuck to him and then he just kind of pumped the. There are shooting oh. types. All right. I take it back. Well, maybe, you know what? Maybe, maybe she did think it was a taser. 
I, all I know <laughs> is that we need like to make salad. a transition and you guys are making it very difficult for me. I'm trying to keep us on track here. And I only think it's fair that I'm going to skip the transition and get right into it. I don't think I should cover the Elizabeth Holmes recap. I think it needs to be you since you embody her in so many ways, Leah. Why do you think it needs to be me, <laughs> Teddy? <laughs> I can't so, believe I was found guilty on four out of 11 federal charges. I didn't even do anything wrong besides fool everyone and steal all their money. So, yeah, that's what happened. Thanks for joining us, Elizabeth. This is a. Uh, Elizabeth, we didn't us. know. Special guest, Elizabeth Holmes, with us this week. Unlike Ghislaine Maxwell, my husband didn't leave me just because I was guilty. He had a baby with me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Elizabeth Holmes, former CEO and founder of failed blood testing startup Theranos, was found guilty on four charges of defrauding investors, capping off the stunning downfall of a former tech icon. Icon. She was found not guilty on three charges concerning defrauding patients and one charge of conspiracy to defraud patients. The jury returned no verdict on three of the charges concerning defrauding investors. And the judge who is presiding over this case is expected to declare a mistrial on those charges. We'll see. So the charges that she was found guilty of were one count of conspiracy to defraud investors, as well as three wire fraud counts tied to specific investors. And she faces up to 20 years in prison, as well as a fine of 250K plus restitution for each count. So she left hand in hand with her partner, Billy Evans. Also, just wanted to go back. Glenn Maxwell's secret husband never came to even one day of her trial. Yeah. Back to Elizabeth Holmes. So she left hand in hand with Billy Evans. Her mom and her dad were there. She was part of a 15 week trial. It was a really complicated case. And they read the statement out loud, the courthouse by a spokesperson. And they let everyone know that she was guilty in a large scale investor fraud. And she will definitely be sentenced for her crimes. So the jury of eight men and four women determined that she was guilty on counts pertaining to investors, but none of the counts that pertain to defrauding patients. So that's interesting because that lets us know that they actually genuinely believed she didn't know the technology was failing, but she did mislead people in investing in a, a product that was failing. So maybe it's they don't realize she didn't realize the magnitude in which it was failing. But when you hear all of the people that worked with the product, what they said they repeatedly would go to her. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of odd. I I mean, the, the jury, you know, was reached a standstill on a couple of those counts. And I, I think it was a really difficult case for a lot of people because it was so complicated and complex. And she's very convincing. And there were a lot of parts to this case. But I don't know. I, I think... What they were tasked with determining was whether she was this well-meaning founder who made mistakes as she built her little startup that became a huge startup, or whether she intentionally deceived investors and patients in order to help herself and her company succeed. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, we haven't gotten how long she's going to be in jail yet, correct? I think it was 20 years. Oh, but 20. not, I, I think that's estimated. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that at least she's getting something. I, you know, for a while I was worried that she wasn't going to be held accountable for any of her actions. Yeah. So I think this is a start. You know, I don't think she's one that's going to really go back and like think about what she did. <laughs> like she doesn't seem to have that remorse or anything like that. But we're just going to have to wait and see how long the sentencing is, see what ends up going on with her husband. I mean, and the sad part is that she does have a child. And, you know, that's going to be a hard thing for the child to grow up knowing. Oof. Yeah. But we have to take a little break and then we come back to talk about John Bonet. I can't wait. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Okay, so we are back. I was the one who said, I really want to talk about the John Bonet Ramsey case. I am, I've been obsessed with this case for years, for years. But I have to say that looking back into it now as an adult versus when I saw it all over the newsstands as a kid, it's yeah. so different. So, those of you who don't know, which I'm sure big majority of you do. Jean Benet Ramsey was an American child beauty queen who was killed at the age of six in her family's home in Boulder, Colorado. A long handwritten ransom note was found in the home. Her father, John, found her body in the basement of their house about seven hours after she had been reported missing. She had sustained a broken skull from a blow to the head and had been strangled. A garrote, garrote, what is it? I, I think we're just going to pass on the pronunciation. Okay. We're going to pass on the pronunciation. <laughs> it was found tied around her neck. The autopsy report stated that John Bonet's official cause of death was asphyxia by strangulation associated by craniocerebral trauma. Mm. Her death was ruled a homicide. The crime is still unsolved and remains an open investigation with the Boulder Police Department. That was 1996. 1996. December 23rd, 1996, the Ramseys host a Christmas party at their Boulder house. About 30 people attend. So a lot of people in the house getting their DNA everywhere. On December 25th, the Ramseys family attends a Christmas party with family, friends, outside of the home after they get home they put john benet to bed and this is the last time she was seen mm-hmm. 5 52 a.m patsy calls the police to report her daughter john benet has been kidnapped she claims to have found a ransom note on the stairs as she was getting up 6 a.m police arrive at the ramsey home officers conduct a search where they do not find john benet then another <laughs> police officer arrives and has the father go search apart, which is so with the family friend, with the family friend who was at the party. <laughs> they go down to search. And where's the first place they go to the basement? They Wait, but also the first police officer that came in mm-hmm. walked right to the door of in front of where she was being, where she was, where her body was, didn't open it. 
and then turned away and went back upstairs. Yeah, I mean, it, sorry, continue on. So many things. Um, December 27th, the county coroner determines John Bonet died from asphyxiation. Her death is the first officially ruled a homicide. On December 30th, investigators announced that they have taken hair and blood samples from John and Patsy. They also announced John Bonet, John Bonet's adult half siblings were out of town during the murder. So after the police officer was like, go hunt for your own daughter in your own house, yeah. which already is odd. Um, they then tampered with all of the crime scene. Yeah, they picked her up. They picked her up and brought her upstairs and covered her with a sheet. And it's like already, okay, go on. Multiple people touch her. It's, all right. January 3rd, investigators proclaim the ransom note found by Patsy was written after the killer arrived at the Ramsey home because it appeared to be from the notepad at the house. It's also a very long ransom note. And some words are misspelled and some aren't. So, which is by some words, I mean the exact same words, like business mm -hmm. is spelled wrong once and correct ones. Like there are words that I repeatedly spell wrong. Like don't judge like your, um, <laughs> well, in your defense, there's different you know, versions. Honestly, to be honest, I'm judging. Yeah. You said not to judge, but, but like business, so. you either know how to spell it or you don't, you don't misspell it at the beginning and the myth. Yeah. Okay. Right. right. So that's a state of panic. Yeah. Right. I mean, which, would seem to fit if you are kidnapping and, someone. And also, and they later found a note that there was someone who practiced writing the note. Correct. Um, then February 13th, District Attorney Alex Hunter announces that they formed an expert prosecution tax force vowing to bring the killer to justice. Forensic expert Henry Lee and DNA specialist Barry Sheck, both involved in the O.J. Simpson defense team. Yeah, are so on we the know task that force. they're never going to bring the murderer to light. Yeah. Mar March 7th, 1997, according to the handwriting analysis, John Ramsey did not write the ransom note found in the home. The same analysis did not rule out Patsy. Mm. Um, on April 19th, one of the investigators working on the case officially names John Benet's parents as possible suspects. April 30th, investigators conduct long-awaited formal interviews with both John and Patsy Ramsey. I'm going to stop right here for a second because okay. something I didn't realize until now is that in the media, anytime, I mean, this was on the cover of every magazine constantly when this was going on, the magazines came forward and said, or somebody came forward and said, let me repeat this. It was found out that the magazines were sold more anytime they said that the parents did it. So they're saying that part of this may be a news media, you know, kind of circus. And the media just kept driving one storyline because they wanted to drive sales in their magazine, not necessarily what was going on. Because I remember when I was younger, a hundred percent thinking it was the parents. And then I thought it was the brother. So the Ramseys are again interviewed this well, time. This is kind of like the Amanda Knox case. Yeah. Where it's like they just wanted to believe it was her, even if it absolutely Please. was not. Right. So then they interview the brother, Burke. Um, and he, then later on, like years past, he goes on and does a Dr. Phil special, which did you guys see it? OK, look. This is, again, kind of like the Amanda Knox situation. He seemed to be unbothered. He was like kind of smiling. I just think either A, if he's not guilty, that he was numb to all of it. It had been so long. And it's like, how many times can you produce tears? And you, just, it's like t so much time had passed. And maybe he's just been through the ringer. And he's like, whatever. B, he's uh, like just kind of unwell. Like he's an awkward uncomfortable person and that was just like an uncomfortable face like i know that when i get uncomfortable i laugh and that's it's like at the worst times like <laughs> but i'm son, mentally ill so that's my excuse what's his well so my son sometimes like when he doesn't know what to do or he he like smiles like he's like so I, maybe that's what was happening we don't really know but it was but the other option is that he's guilty and that he's Right, because of the pineapples? Yes. Okay, but <laughs> either way, John Bonet's brother 
ends up filing a in December of 2016, John Bonet's brother files a $750 million lawsuit against CBS, a production company, and seven investigators involved in a TV special that aired in September that accused him of killing his sister. And uh, he reaches a settlement. The current update is 25 years after John Benet Ramsey's killing, investigators have tested almost 1,000 DNA samples. In a statement marking the 25th anniversary of the murder, Boulder police said they actively use new technology to enhance the investigation and check regularly for DNA matches in order to solve this case. So thanks to huge advances in the DNA technology, multiple suspects have been through the system to check for matches and has updated over 750 reference samples with the latest DNA technology. The Boulder Police Department works closely with CBI and future DNA advancements. So that leads me to believe that they found DNA that was not anybody else's, not the parents, not the brother, not the family <laughs> friend or whatever, right? So they must have some sort of DNA that they're trying to match to somebody. Well, so right. they went back and forth on it. You remember this? This like like I'm sure that there's new evidence present because of the technology, but they went back and forth. They first said no one in the family committed it because they found DNA in her underwear that because they also thought that she was sexually abused before she was murdered or after or somewhere in there. Um, they, they were saying that there was DNA in her underwear that was not from the family. There and were two so traces apologized. of DNA from not from the family. Right. And so they apologized to the family saying, oh, we're so sorry that we blamed you. Um, you're all pardoned. And then they tested a bunch of other underwear from the same company and found that there was traces of DNA in all of the underwear, even when it was prepackaged. So I know. So then they said, never mind, you might still be on the hook. But then they came back. I, so it's, so there's always this new DNA question. And I was really in the Glenn Meyer theory. Teddy, were you there? I was partially with the Glenn Meyer, but then... Especially because as he was dying and had dementia, he would just make a shrine to her. But there's honestly like 20 men that did that. There's the photographer, there's Santa, there's like, I mean, it's unbelievable. And then John Mark Carr, who was actually arrested. Yeah. So wasn't he let off because he actually was found that he wasn't even in Colorado. Correct. But I don't know. I mean, also things like Lou Smith said he was the, like the head investigator originally had never lost a case or something like that. Um, He said that they said in order for somebody to get through that little window in the crate and all of that, they would have had to be technically like a small person. And he was like a tall grown man able to get in and out. I watched the video of it happening. I just think there's so many inconsistencies in the story and what we were originally told. Well, we were also told that Burke was sleeping at the time of the 911 call. And there was also another mysterious 911 call from the house, but they hung up earlier that earlier that night. And, you know, she woke up, she was still in the same clothes she was wearing from the night before, and she was a known perfectionist. And, you know, the letter specifically said, do not call the police. And she immediately called 911. So in my mind, it's like, you know, that there's no real threat because you wrote the letter. But that's that's one option. The other option was that Glenn Meyer was waiting in the basement. And once he heard her call 911, he killed John Bonet. And he had a key to their house because he was renting out a room in the basement of their their friends who lived in the same neighborhood. And they were often walked the Ramsey's dog. And so he had a key and he knew and he had met John Bonet. But his, that his DNA was not found on her either. There's also the idea that it could potentially have been the housekeeper because the housekeeper on the, maybe it was the day before Christmas Eve had asked for money from Patsy. Patsy said no. So they were saying maybe she was disgruntled and this is something she and her husband had done. Nope, no DNA from them either. Um, it Then they even tried to reach out to this woman's sons. Like it, it's... It's one of those things where it's just there's so many different 
caveats to it. Even the fact that she had she had undigested pineapple with the only fingerprints on it that bowl were Patsy's. No, no, Burks. were Burke's. Yeah. And so there, there's a theory that, well, Burke apparently hated John Bonet, especially because she was the baby and would like shit in her bed and like smear poop on her presence and like, all this stuff. And they had a huge rivalry. And a lot of people have a theory that perhaps they were fighting over the pineapple. There was a late night snack and he accidentally killed her. There's theories that he hit her over the head with the flashlight and didn't mean to hit her that hard. Also, the um, <clears throat> tool that was used to asphyxiate her was half of a paintbrush or something that came from inside the house. Patsy, um, Patsy's paintbrush was part of a handlebar to the asphyxiation tool. So I don't know. I think that, you know, it seems like also a lot of people knew, not a lot of people, excuse me, not a lot of people knew that the amount of the bonus that he got was $180,000 that year for Christmas from his work. And also these are very wealthy people who are, they're super affluent and they have a lot of affluent friends and they have a very specific community and also hold a lot of power. Um, So a lot of people were saying that this is also why a lot of the investigators quit on the case because they felt like they were just getting so much heat for handling it poorly. The crime scene was completely contaminated because they kind of let John do whatever he wanted and he kind of got too much of a say because he was such a powerful person, allegedly. Um the fact that the ransom note had almost the same exact amount of money he got for his bonus right, is also very telling that it's someone who knew. I'm going to say also in a final note on this, I think there are a lot of people who believe that the case is too cold to actually find an answer at this point. And to those people, I say I disagree. I don't know if you guys remember the Melanie Road case in Bristol. This was like, the case was solved 30 years later because of DNA advancements. Yeah. I mean, the there's, fact- a, there's a ton of, of stories that I've seen of, of old cold cases being solved because of DNA advancements. So it is possible. I think it's possible. I hope that the true murderer comes to light, whether or not the person is dead or alive. I just think that just everyone knowing. wants an answer, just everyone closure, an answer. a resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially, I mean, it, it would be bittersweet to find, and this is the 25th year. This is the 25th <sighs> anniversary of her death this this holiday. So, so heartbreaking. Ugh, it's beyond heartbreaking. But yeah, let's keep let's keep digging, guys. Um, I think that's all the time, time we have that's for today. That's all we've got. We're out. Guys, I really missed y'all. Oh my God, I really missed you guys too. Aw, I really miss talking crime with some of my favorite people. But you guys should call in and... Wait, Teddy, I just want to announce how excited I am about next week's episode. Ugh, I, I know. I've already done all the research. I'm so obsessed. Did you watch the show yet? I did. Okay. So for those of you that are obsessed with watching Netflix crime documentary. Crime Scene, The Times Square Killer is out on Netflix right now. It was trending number four last time I checked. So you know it's hot. We're going to have the director on next week. We are so excited to talk to him. And this is I'm just so excited about it. So make sure to go watch it so that when you listen to what he has to say about it, we can all kind of just sit and nod our heads as he talks and just take it all in. <laughs> I love it. And then so, we'll so I'm giving everyone homework who's listening. A little bit of homework is good for the soul. And until then, leave us a voicemail. You can call in live at 866-21-CRIME. That's 866-21-CRIME. 866-21-CRIME. That's 866-21-CRIME. 866-212-7463. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, cases we should take a look at. Next week, we'll also dive into one of our voicemails from 2021. And I think that's a wrap. This has been Real Time Crime. I'm Leela Mar. That's sometimes Dimitri and Teddy Mellingham <laughs> and Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> Send us a picture of your boyfriend. Gotta go. Bye. Love Bye. you guys. Bye.
It's real time crime. It's real time crime. It's real time crime. I mean, is it actually real time crime? Are we solving anything, or is that just a thing we say? It's a thing we say. Got it. Okay. See you next week for more real time crime, only on iHeartRadio. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.